Hey everyone, this is George Soto and you're watching Startups Unedited. Jack Kasakowski tuning in from Scottsdale, Arizona. How are you doing this morning? I'm good, man. I'm just uh, you know, trying to kick a cold from sales machine. Uh, so much excitement that <laughs> I think it, I hit my, my nostrils and my chest. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm good, man. I'm, you know, it's 120 degrees today. So good thing I work from you know, my home office, right? <laughs> absolutely. Well, you absolutely crushed it for Sales Hacker and Salesforce's uh, sales machine conference there in New York. So kudos to you. You just really crushed it. So, uh, well, I'd say they crushed it, man. I mean, Tim Clark and you know Max Altshuler, like there's no you know there's no two guys or gals that can throw a party like that. I mean, it was you know I, I call it the value party, right? For sales, like just it's just insane. I mean, on all, on all levels. And uh, I would highly suggest that you know, if you didn't catch it, they're going to have like an on-demand kind of thing for like two days where you can check, check out all the speakers from it. You know, Seth Godin, Simon Sinek, Gary Vaynerchuk, and you know, a ton more. So definitely check it out when it uh, goes online. Awesome. And maybe we can do a little session there and, uh, and share some of the highlights, maybe show some clips uh, in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. So yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. So let's, uh, let's do some chat, man. Um, you know, whatever questions you have my way and, you know, hopefully the, the audience will get some value out of this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, why don't you take a second to kind of just explain a little bit about the Scottsdale startup ecosystem. We've been talking to folks and interviewing founders and VCs and others in these startup ecosystems around the world really over the last year or so and rolled out a, a documentary recently, uh, which we'll be releasing later in the year. Uh, tell us a little bit about the Scottsdale Arizona startup community, some of the highlights. What is it like to be there right now? Yeah, so um, Business Insider came out with an article not too long ago, and it said that Scottsdale was like one of the, I, I don't know if we were number one or number two, but the fastest growing kind of tech startup communities. It's pretty cool. Um, I think that Infusionsoft kind of started the way, right? Like Infusionsoft, um, I think about six, seven years ago, they you know created this huge um, office in Chandler, Arizona. And it's really, really cool. Like from a cultural standpoint, they've got like a football field on there and stuff. Um, but you know, my kind of entry, my entry into the startup world was with Acton Software. Um, about three years ago, you know, I had an opportunity to help open up, be part of the um, opening of an office here in Scottsdale. So they were expanding to Scottsdale and then now Salesforce, you know, it's not a startup by any means, but they've, they've come out here. Um, I mean, the list goes on. There's so many different tech startups from, and I would say most of them are really small, like, you know, in the incubator stage, which is, which is actually, to me, is really cool uh, to see that. Absolutely. What do you think is kind of some of the key attributes that the, you know, startup community there has? Is it people love the fact that the weather is great and it's not snowy? Like, you know, are, are there surrounding universities that are kind of feeding engineering or, or sales talent right here, you know, so, um, and actually I'm not even a Sun Devil. My wife is so, but, um, you know, I live five minutes from ASU and I think ASU, it, it, it might be the biggest school now of the most students or it's the second most Ohio state, I believe. But I mean, yeah, there's tons of great millennial talent out here. Um, you know, nine months out of the year, it's just beautiful weather. I think, um, you know, just kind of the layout, right? It's not, it's not, we don't really have the big city feel. So 
I don't think that there's like one main area that everybody kind of, um, all the startups are kind of in, but um, Old Town Scottsdale's growing, um, I can't think of the name, uh, Weebly, right? So Weebly's there, um, Zenefits is there. Oh man, there, you know, I can't think of all of them on the top of my head, but there's just so many different ones that have kind of probably aggregated in the Old Town area. It's probably like the most dense piece, but I think there's, there's gotta be, you know, tax breaks and things like that. I mean, it's so much cheaper uh, to live in, in Scottsdale and you get such a beautiful, I guess I shouldn't say just Scottsdale, but the, the, the Phoenix area, there's just so many beautiful areas, you know, the, the, how, the cost of housing, you know, to rent, to lease is, is really low comparable to like, you know, San Francisco and all the bigger cities. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> San Francisco is pretty atrocious. Let's talk a little bit about what it's truly like to be an entrepreneur. You know, I think that a lot of the time folks get, tied up into the sort of like glamorous, you know, this, this can, I would say misconception that this life is glamorous and that, you know, we're driving around in Ferraris and Tesla yeah. nowadays and all that kind of stuff. And, and there's certainly that uh, element that exists and there's plenty of successful people. And I think, you know, life at, at some point or another will, will, you know, say, Hey, listen, let's, let's, you know, the, the universe will, will make you successful and, yeah. and try hard enough. But what's the reality of being an entrepreneur early on? Um, you know, so, you know, I have to admit, I got a little bit lucky because I came on with a company to open up their U.S. division of a, you know, global um, component. But um, I will say that I was the first employee, right? So, you know, I was brought on and, you know, I'm given direction by the owner, you know, Jason Sibley, but I'm, you know, big equity owner. I have, you know, some financial backing, but really the, everything in the direction and, you know, building up from the start to, you know, hopefully what will be a big finish, right, has all been on, on me and I've, I've never had, you know, any of this stuff. Like I'm learning as I go, right, trial and error. I will say that it's just, it's a lot, it is a lot more stressful, right, especially because we just hired, you know, two employees, we've got two more coming on. So just from a, a people perspective, uh, it's not, you know, you and I have to say I have great people, but you know, everybody's problem is your problem, right? Um, you know, you, when you work for a company, you know, the only stress that you have is your own, is your own worries, right? You don't have to worry about everybody else. Um, and you know, as an entrepreneur and kind of building something, I'm really worried about the people, right? I worry about that. Like I want people to be happy. I want them to, you know, do what they love. I don't, you know, want people to feel like they come to work per se. So I think that's where, you know, maybe that's a personal thing. Um, and then the other thing is, I'd argue that's great leadership, by the way, caring about your people. I mean, it's the only thing, you know, it's the only thing I know and it's the only thing I'll, I'll ever know. Um, but you know, then it's just all the little things. I mean, like, you know, figuring out bank accounts and health insurance and, you know, all this little tedious stuff that, you know, you never have thought about it, especially at scale, right? Cause I'm like, we're so small right now. Um, but you know, at scale, I see, you know, the other side of the business in, in Europe, and kind of the things they go through. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm at the bottom of this. I can't imagine what's going to be like when, you know, it just grows and grows and grows. Totally. So really being able to kind of shift your mentality to think about others first in your team and building a great culture, I think is one of the cornerstones of being a business owner and an entrepreneur. And it's frankly one of the harder pieces, I think, because not everyone is wired uh, to be as, you know, I, I, I don't want to say empathetic or 
or emotionally intelligent, but, you know, some people are, are wired a little differently. So they have to kind of develop those skills. So I think that's really important. And, and to run an organization, it's got to be about the people, in my opinion, and, and, and not yourself. So let's talk a little bit about personal branding. I mean, you're just, you're like the guru, man. You just <laughs> like exploded on the scene. You were like, who's that guy hitting the home runs and throwing the touchdowns? It's like, it's Jack. Um, so yeah, it's powerful, up. man. I mean, it's, um, you know, this business that I've created, right? I mean, it's all inbound business and all inbound, um, you know, leads and conversations because of the visibility and the value that I've brought to social, right? And I kind of had a jump start, right, with brand at Acton, which, you know, helped me kind of elevate quickly, I guess you could say. But I mean, I really believe, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, always bringing up like a Gary Vaynerchuk type scenario, but uh, you know, Joe Paluzzi and, and Gary Vaynerchuk, I think are, are two guys that I really look at from a business model perspective because, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk runs his business strictly on his own organic, you know, personal brand. If you look at Joe Paluzzi um, from content, you know, CMI, he just sold his company for $30 million. I mean, I would tell you that most people don't even know who CMI is. They know Joe is. So they're great models, I think, for, what I think the future of business is, right? Just, it's all about the people, right? They, nobody buys into a logo anymore. I mean, I'm, I'm not even sold on like Apple, right? Like I, I truly believe that, you know, Apple might, people might've used to buy into the Apple brand, but you know, now you're seeing all these up and comers, especially in the startup phase. Like if you want to take out the enterprise, um, it's not a brand that's going to take out an enterprise. It's a person that's going to take out an enterprise, right? And you got to go fast, you got to go furious, you got to go, you know, super value focused, you know, everything you do has to be about the people that are, you know, and building advocates and being advocates for them. And then the business piece, you know, that's just kind of the upside of all of it, right? And I don't, you know, I think most startup owners, they say, oh, I'm going to build a really good product. Well, that's great. But if you build a product and nobody, you don't have an audience for it, and nobody knows you know, how great the brains are behind the product, you're going you're gonna to spend a lot of time and a lot of money trying to get people to understand that. So, you know, if you're a young entrepreneur, what I would highly suggest is focus on building your brand, focus on building your audience, strictly based on the value of you, what you bring to the table, and then, you know, then worry about, you know, building this fantastic product. It's, it's a lot easier. I mean, I've, I've lived it. I kind of fell into it without even knowing that I was you know, gonna fall into it, right? So what channels, let's say on social media, should I be focused on early days? So I'm a founder who's like building some, let's say, you know, marketing technology or HR technology, whatever, whatever the, the app is or, or uh, SaaS product uh, that I'm focused on. Well, like what, uh, what should I, like, what's my first couple steps? Is it set up my Twitter handle and start blogging? Like, what would you say? Well, you know, first, you know, figure out what your value is, right? Um, because your value might not be necessarily your product, right? You might not be, you might have built and, and partnered with somebody that's got a great you know, background and they understand HR way better than you do. And you're going to be the kind of the business brains. So figure out what your value is. It, you know, if you're selling an HR product or you're building one and that's what you want to do, it doesn't mean that you have to, you know, be the thought leader in the HR space, be the thought leader in, you know, business development, right? If you're really good at that or, or, you know, just the brains behind, you know, some component of business, figure out your niche and then, and then go create your Twitter handle and then go create the content. Um, I think, you know, so many people are just confused as to, you know, what, what the true value is they bring. 
and they have no consistency across you know, their social channels to actually build an engaged long-term kind of personal brand that's going to get you know, business benefits. So what you're saying, if, if I'm clear on this, is let's say we have a SaaS, software as a service, health tech you know, tool, let's say. Uh, so as opposed to, let's say, trying to brand yourself as a, you know, healthcare specialist and or all this, the employees at your company when we're talking about social selling and, and that sort of stuff and uh, employee advocacy uh, programs. Instead of just, you know, branding ourselves as healthcare experts, really being able to brand ourselves if I'm a salesperson uh, around like being a really great sharer of sales content. If I'm an accounting person, talk about more accounting, you know, of course, as an employee at this health tech company, is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, you have to, I think at the beginning of a personal brand is you kind of have to stick with one thing and you have to become a trusted advisor for something that's very niche, right? Cause you got to build your audience kind of like one piece at a time. Right. Um, and you can't just be focused on, oh, I'm going to go out and just get everybody to like me and, you know, seize my value is, you know, build your strategy around one niche area, right? Use those hashtags on Twitter, um, you know, write only content in that realm, right? And then as you kind of build your audience, what I did was I only talked about social selling for a really, really long time, right? Even though, you know, I, I think I'm pretty good at sales, right? So, social selling is only one component of a sales process. So then as I evolved, kind of built my credibility in that space, right, um, of social selling, then I kind of, you know, branched out to social media a little bit, sales, and, you know, now I'm slowly evolving into bigger topics, you know, trying to get more into like leadership conversations and so forth. But you kind of have to, you know, you have to be focused, right? Build an audience um, and you got to build the right audience. And, and sometimes when I say right, right audience, it means if you sell to HR, professionals it doesn't mean you have to write about HR um, because HR professionals are not just reading about HR. Like, let's be honest, right? So you just got to figure out a, a topic that you're good at and then bring those people over to you, um, you know, through value engagement, you know, proactive versus reactive kind of approach and be patient, you know, patient, patient, consistent. And, you know, over time things will start to happen. Awesome. Jack, well, thank you so much for tuning in. You're absolutely fearless. You're a rock star. If folks want to follow you on social, speaking of social, what, <laughs> what handles should they follow you on and uh, what, uh, what should they be looking forward to, uh, to experiencing with your content? Yeah. I'm um, at Jack Kosakowski one. You can go to my you know website, jackkosakowski.com, um, creationagency.com. If you're looking for, you know, marketing automation services, anything, digital marketing, social selling, I'm always down for a conversation, you know, I'm not one that, I, you know, I'm not one to pitch anybody anything. I don't beg for business. So if you just want to have a conversation and you know, see if I can help you or you can help me, whatever, um, you know, I'm all about getting connected, right? Networking and, and figuring out, you know, what value I can bring, in, you know, to anyone out there. Awesome. Well, have a great day and I'll see you in Scottsdale soon. We got to do a startups and edited Scottsdale. Well, I'm so ready. Man. Later. Book, your, book your plane ticket. <laughs> we're editing some of the documentary now and I'll, I'll definitely reach out soon. All right, man. Great talking uh, with you. Have a great day. Thanks, man. <laughs>